Good morning, Jamelin. Good morning, Kim. We are Kim and Jamelin, and we're here once again for One Thing More. So, hey, uh, remember last week you said um, you weren't going to make cheesecakes because you really couldn't smell the baking. Yes, and right. you just kind of weren't into doing it, and we talked about not doing all the things that we, right. traditions that we previously have and gave ourselves permission to let some go. Well, it's a, I heard the story on the news that there's a cream cheese shortage. Really? Uh, yeah, and it has to do with supply chain, but it also has to do with hackers. So, <laughs> hackers. So I, I guess that some hacker hacked into uh, the supply chain of the factories that make cream cheese, and so they were kind of offline with making it for two or three weeks during this busy time. And so uh, Kraft was even is even offering people twenty bucks, probably in coupons. But if you make a dessert that doesn't use cream cheese and you tell them about it, they'll give you twenty dollars for not buying it. Well, the other uh, thing is people season. use cream cream cheese for, for all these dips, exactly. Like when Artichoke you have yes. dip, all the dips, right? And so yesterday I went to Kroger in our neighborhood here, and figuring because I was supposed to make some artichoke dip for a party. And I thought, well, I'll get this pimento cheese and this, you know, yeah. salami-wrapped cheese, and I'll do something different. And then when I got to the cheese aisle, there was tons of cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so I hoarded and bought four. <laughs> <laughs> do you put them with your toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, oh, isn't that interesting? We just talked about cream yeah. cheese and not using it, and now they're asking you not to. Well, my cheesecakes take... Four packages of cream cheese at cheesecake. So oh, yeah. it must be that I know <laughs> they're they're big, and I always tell people, don't ask me what's in it; just enjoy it for the season. Yeah, they are big though. Yeah, they are yeah, big. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I just thought hmm, that that's just went right funny. in line with what we had talked about. But yeah, we're really here to talk about this week. <sighs> this week, there's yeah. a lot to talk about. That I was really like, <sighs> I was emotional. Same. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because I was like, man, it, it was just, it was multi-layered. There were, there are so many things that this community does. Yeah, right. And which is, you know, just, I mean, it's what we should be doing. Uh, but it's nice to be in a place that actually is walking the walk. Yes. Yes. So I want to talk real quick about Dave and my angel tree experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, our church, um, which I'm so happy about because I'm, Sometime we'll do an episode just on, you know, how sometimes churches fall into toxic charity. And I've always been a proponent that doing the Christmas shopping for families and delivering to their house is not healthy. It's not healthy for the person delivering because it really gives you kind of a savior complex. But Uh it's really not healthy mostly for the families because it's, you know, undignified to the parents mm-hmm. to have to watch. And typically, I hate to say it, but it's always like a race thing too, yeah. you yeah. know. And so it's it's just been, when I used to be in an outreach position, I worked really hard to get our church out of that model. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Which takes a lot of effort. It took a lot of effort. And it took a lot, lot of, of education. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. to teach classes and help people understand yeah. and... So Dave mentioned in the sermon, the with, not for, and that was always my motto, with, not for, with, not for. So anyway, this church, I was so happy when I came because they have an angel tree program, but it's through the prison ministry, Mm -hmm. and they, we shop 
um, for people who are unable to unable to because they are imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And but it's so great. The parent has to apply for it. Mm-hmm. So that's them taking the effort yeah. to make the connection with their child. Yeah. And then we call the family and say, we're going to be shopping. What are some things that your kids like? Mm -hmm. Which was, you know, so we're not just buying them something that they wouldn't want. And then we wrap them and we deliver them on behalf of the parent. Mm -hmm. And so Dave and I needed to go to the... um, a certain area of Indy where a lot of our families were living. So we took, I think, seven different stops. And I'm texting with the parents, you know, we're coming. Are you going to be home? A bunch of um, the moms that we were delivering to were, like, so excited. One woman was like, yay, I can't wait till you get here. (laughs) And so anyway, our second to last stop, um, we stop by, and the mom answers the door, and her teenage daughter standing behind her. And we're, you know, I said, Hi, I'm Jamelyn. I was texting with you. She's like, Yeah, we've been waiting on you. And then she puts her cell phone out, and I can see that someone's on speaker, and it says, Father. Oh. <laughs> and it's the dad. And he's on the phone, and he's saying, hey, I just wanted to thank you for shopping for my kids. I really appreciate it. And I'm just, like, gobsmacked. I can't believe this amazing experience is happening. And I'm like, well, we really appreciate you allowing us to be your elf, you know, Uh and uh Merry Christmas. And it was just, like, such an amazing experience where he could say they're doing this for me, yeah. you know, yeah. it, not the four that we normally, but yeah. like they're, On I, his behalf. they're doing yeah. this favor for mm-hmm. me kind mm-hmm. of, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It's, yeah. And it's amazing that they were able to plan that. Cause you can't always just pick up the phone. Well, I know, like, I don't to. know um, <laughs> how that works. Yeah. So, but it was such a cool experience. Um, mm-hmm. Dave and I got in the car and I was like, Wow. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, it puts everything into perspective. And um, it's that, you know, thing Dave talked about in the sermon. I think that's the hope of Christmas. That's the joy of Christmas. Well, and to be able to be the incarnation for that family in that moment, like, but what was so fascinating is that they were the incarnation to me, Mm -hmm. like to see this. I mean, they, they lived in a lovely home, you know, it's. I think that was a thing that um, I will just be totally honest is that a lot of times when you do these kind of things, you expect to be delivering just kind of lower income mm-hmm. housing. Mm-hmm. And I had to remind myself, no, this isn't that situation. Right. We're just buying for a person who made a choice that was not healthy, that ended them in a situation mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a period of time. Yeah. And we're just filling in for them while they're rehabilitate. And also, yeah, I think it points to the fact that it isn't, I mean, that mistakes, evil, whatever you want to call it, exist everywhere. and isn't just in one section of the world or of our city, even that, yeah, there are people in need. And Dave said, this wasn't, we weren't doing this for a lack of financial Mm -hmm. issues. We were doing this to fill the gap for emotional needs. Mm -hmm. And boy, is that a huge difference. It is a huge difference. A huge difference. It really is being community, like stepping into a gap Mm -hmm. and being able to help. I mean, it reminds us why we're baptized. I mean, it's just, there were a lot of theological things going on in my life in that moment. Yeah, how we we support each other. Yes, 100%. Because we're called to love each other. Yeah. Right. So that was pretty cool. Uh, 
again, those are the moments that it's like um, priceless, right? Priceless. Priceless. And just another reminder that God's grace is weaving constantly in and out of our lives. And sometimes just the more ordinary things, you Mm -hmm. know, just like making a stop, you know. Yeah, right. That you had no, like, your only expectation was to drop gifts. Right. And like you said, they were the incarnation of of Christ for you (laughs) also. Without even... That's grace, right? That's the Holy Spirit present with. Yeah. uh, Because nobody was actively doing anything or could have actively done anything. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's the beauty of faith in God. Yeah. It's like, again, it's like, it was just so, like, it was very emotional, the sermon for me yesterday, because of all those kinds of things that we got to witness through the video. Uh, of mission through Karen's uh, talking to yes. us. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And for those who um, watch online or listen, at the end of the service, there were big... Um, oh, John has a mic, you guys. We're Welcome, John. We're so excited. <laughs> Good morning. What everyone. would you say those were, John? Like coloring? I don't even know. Like Yeah, so there were big like 8 by 14... Um, kind of wheeled uh, boards that we had. And on top of them, we put these big coloring sheets that people could kind of color in uh, their little part. And then as everybody filled it in, it made the picture come together. And it was so cool to walk out and see grandmas and, you know, doing with grandkids and like just intergenerational. Uh, Oh, my gosh. And you wouldn't think of that as a way of serving. But I mean, I'm guessing Karen's going to love it. I I saw a teenage boy just sort of standing around. You know how teenage boys Uh are a little awkward. And I was like, hey, good morning. He's like, hi. He was waiting to color. Love it. Yes. Yeah, so later, like five minutes later, I saw him up there coloring. He was just like hanging around waiting for somebody yeah. to make a space so he could color. So, yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. See, everyone, everyone was impacted by that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Timothy Tennant uh, quote that Dave kind of stole from Seth. And I um, <laughs> took a picture of it. Oh, good, because um, I just have snippets of it in my brain. Man, oh, man. That, I don't have my phone that, up here like, with me. Yeah, um, like our mission, like it, our task, the, the things that we do in mission are not ancillary to our faith. Like they are like interwoven, a part of, can't take it away from, or we're not doing the thing that we're called to do. Yeah. yeah. It's the whole which comes first, faith or works. Yeah. Fleshly demonstration, I know. that was part of it. I was like, man. It, that was um, an amazing quote, and it just reminds us that you can't pick and choose. That's right. You know, parts mm-hmm. of your faith that you're going to hone in on. It, it really has to be an all-encompassing. You know, all-encompassing. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, and we don't get to choose who needs Christ. We have to offer <laughs> Christ to everyone. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't get to choose, and and even I would say. We don't get to choose who needs Christ, and we can't judge those who are taking a little longer to realize it. Yep. You know, yeah. like being incarnational, Jesus came for the Jews and the Romans yeah. and everybody who necessarily didn't know they needed him. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And watching that realization, too, for, of people when they're sort of waking up to the incarnation— mm-hmm. I think for me as a pastor, when I was serving in the local church, those were like some of my holiest moments, Mm -hmm. you know, when people Mm -hmm. started 
to understand. Oh, John has the quote. Can you read the last sentence? The last sentence says, let's see, uh, the gospel must never lose its earthiness, its enfleshment, its embodiment. There are thousands of ways in which the world disincarnates human existence and the gospel reverses them all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. And humility, I mean, humility is from a root that means dirt. Like you're the earthiness to be, that the, yeah. That word like mm -hmm. made me sit up a little mm -hmm. because it is like when you skip ahead to Holy Week. Yeah. Or sorry, to Ash Wednesday, mm -hmm. you know, we say from dust you are created, from dust Definitely. you will return. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just... Um, and just, yeah, earthiness is so, like, so many metaphors for that, right? Uh, it's like we have to, like, seed has to go into earth in order to grow into something. Yes. Um, you know, sometimes it's really earthy and gritty and crunchy doing ministry or helping Sometimes people. it feels, you know, like barren land, yeah. you know, yeah. like you just wonder and yeah. is it ever... Is it doing anything? Is it doing, doing anything? Yeah. Is it ever going to rain? Yeah. You know, is, is this ever yeah. going to be yeah. developed? And yeah, that quote was, I was, yeah, yeah. that was pretty amazing. Um, John can maybe put the picture that he just showed us oh. in on Facebook when he posts this so you guys mm -hmm. can read it mm -hmm. as well because mm -hmm. it's a really long quote but that last part was the part that I really loved and yeah. what's he say again about the dis um, incarnated dis mm -hmm. the world there are thousands of ways that the world disincarnates yeah. there are thousands of ways in which this world disincarnates human existence and yeah. the gospel reverses, reverses them, them all yeah and for me I thought about the ways that we try to serve and in our serving we without realizing it, we take away people's dignity. Well, and I think that the sermon hit on this too, because when we do that, a lot of times there's no relationship. Correct. I haven't gotten to know you. I haven't asked you what you need. I've made this haughty assumption that I know better than you what your needs are when I don't. And oh gosh, it's just make, it's making me think about the ways that you did teach people about that and what that does to them and to the person that they're they think they're helping when they may, you know, all yeah. help isn't helpful, right? Well, I remember um, someone coming up to me in the narthex when we announced that they would not be delivering gifts, and he was in tears, and he said, but that is my favorite part of Christmas is getting to deliver those gifts, and in that moment, I didn't know any other way but to be brutally honest with him, and I said, the problem is that's making you feel good. It's not making those who are receiving feeling good. And so I'm going to need you to pray about changing your mindset on that. And he just kind of stared at me. Yeah. And I think he was shocked that I was brutally honest. But, you know, sometimes doing ministry, we it, that's why there are these books, you know, when helping hurts. And mm -hmm. we don't realize that in our attempt to offer a hand, we're slapping him in the face with it. Yeah. And it you know, becomes just dis, uh, what was it again? Disincarnates. I tell you, now that he has a mic, I just feel <laughs> like my whole world has changed. But it does, it disincarnates. And I'd never heard it that way. Yeah, yeah. And I think now that's my preferred yeah. way of, of uh, saying yeah. it. Yeah, it's very theological. Uh -huh. I like it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had a thought and it just went, it'll mm. come back.
Mm. Back? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm curious what your love language is, just real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, acts of service is my number one. For you to do or for you to receive? Both. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that I love giving gifts? I feel a little squeamish when people give them to me. You do? I know. It's really weird. People <laughs> can't believe it because I'm so, like, extroverted. Yeah. But for some reason, it's really hard for me yeah. to receive gifts. Yeah. Um, now, I love receiving them, and when I get them, like, I'm always overjoyed. Uh-huh. But um, something about it is hard for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably because I love to give gifts. Mm-hmm. And so when someone gives one to me, what's hard for me is to accept it and not return it. Oh, okay. Just, you know, just receive Just it. Yeah. receiving mm-hmm. for receiving's sake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Dave and I lived in Haiti, we had to raise money for our salaries. Mm-hmm. So we got married in January of um, 2003, and we moved to Haiti in August. And in between that time, we had to raise our salary. So we were going back to essentially the people we invited to our wedding <laughs> who had given us gifts. And asking them for more gifts. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was really awkward. Yeah. But during our time living in Haiti, we would get like random gifts from people of, of financial, like uh-huh. monetary gifts, who, you know, we knew that some of these folks were on a fixed income. They were like mm-hmm. people Dave had visited at his church while we were in seminary that he served. And they would be $10 every month. And those were so precious mm-hmm. to us. It, yeah. it really taught us how to receive in a totally different way uh-huh. than I think we would have ever known. Uh-huh. And it taught us, you know, the um, sacrifice of giving. Because uh-huh. there were some people we knew were giving us money that maybe didn't Also, it. yeah, I think it teaches um, about God's provision, right? Because mm. I think there might have probably been times where you guys were like, oh, we're really close. And then a gift would come. So we were really scared moving down there because we, it was April. We were moving May, June, July, three months, and mm-hmm. we had like $500. Uh-huh. And we needed $6,000. Uh-huh. And I thought maybe we just weren't going to be able to go. So our goal was to have at least half of our first year's salary before we got there. Yeah. And I think we reached that. But when we stepped on the ground in Haiti— Got off on that tarmac. I'm not joking. We never had to ask for another dime the whole time. And we had such a surplus when we left Mm -hmm. that we were able to give all these amazing gifts to the community. Like we Mm -hmm. bought a stove for the orphanage and a TV Mm -hmm. for the sisters, you know. Uh And all of that was just people honoring the sacrifice that he and I had made, which now 20 years down the road— I realized was a ridiculous, you know, like, who gets married and moves to Haiti? I mean, <laughs> <Jane> like, <laughs> only people who I guess are not wa- and Dave I mean, because we're just, he loves her. <laughs> you know, like, but we did it, and mm. people honored that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So mine definitely are acts of um, service. Like, Dave is not joking. If he, getting a diamond ring and him doing the dishes are mm-hmm. about the same thing to me. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm glad you didn't say I don't want the diamond ring. <laughs> yeah, no, there, I want them both. But, um, but if he does that without me asking, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. I do, I mean, I'm kind of the CEO of the household because he yeah. is working, he, you know, a lot more hours than I am now. Yeah. So, um, 
Oh my gosh, working outside the home a lot more hours. Please, those who work full time at home, do not be offended. I'm terribly sorry. I get your world way more than I used to. Um, but I love giving gifts. Oh my gosh, that's like my favorite. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, yeah. What would be so? That's that's your number one gifts. Yeah. Okay. What and your number two is acts of service. Well, for me, uh, to get. To give, I'm a big hugger, so I think it would be touch. Okay. I've been really thinking about that a lot lately, but I like to hug, and mm-hmm. I'm always sitting way closer to Dave than maybe he needs me to while we're watching a football game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I clearly reach for his hand to hold hands before he reaches for mine. I'm very, what's funny is Nathan is definitely the same way. I saw you and Nathan yesterday yeah. at communion. Yeah, like we're, I didn't know if he wanted to be holding your. Oh hand no, like we're very touchy feely. I okay. Yeah, Margaret is like okay. That's she's more like her dad. She's like okay, I'm good, mom. We don't need to hold hands at the mall. I'm 15. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it's probably about time to wind up. But um, if you didn't see the sermon, I would suggest like watching it because because we haven't even had time to talk about karen's story yeah, yeah. she's so amazing <sighs> she's amazing so amazing yeah just and we're not going to talk about it we're going to let you um get online and go to sermons and you'll find it there we want to wish you a merry christmas merry though, christmas and invite merry you christmas ramona <laughs> ramona's our number one and fan. lois and lois nana. and nana <laughs> um we um, are um, so thankful. This has been such a fun thing for us to get to do together. Yeah, and, for sure. and we look forward to doing it um, next year and having some surprises and some new things. And uh, we want to remind you of our services on the 21st at 7 and Christmas Eve at 4, 6, and 8 and the 26th online at 9.30 and 11. And you can come here and sing in your pajamas at 10 if you'd like. Right. That's right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye.